Hello, my honey. Hello, my darling. Hello, my right time gal. You make us by wire. Baby, my on fire. I was waiting to be like, do you know all the words to that song? Because I definitely only know the part, the frogs, the first part. Michigan J Frog, please. Thank you. Is that his real name? Yeah, Michigan J Frog. All right. Yeah. Proud spokesman of the WB. Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And we're lost in Sunnydale Stacks. This is the Sunnydale Stacks, where every other week we immerse ourselves in the world of Sunnydale, California, and review two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This week, we're dusting off The Wish and Amends. So one of the debates I feel like (laughs) I get into with Buffy fans a lot is how many times has Buffy died? Mm -hmm. And The Wish is like the big one of like, okay, but does that count? And then we get into normal again. We're like, does any of it count? But we'll ignore that yeah, for yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, I, I feel like that is in the same category as the St. Elsewhere ending. Do you, are you familiar with that? No. So there's the show St. Elsewhere. Basically think like if ER and Scrubs had a baby in the 80s. Um, it's roughly St. Elsewhere. So, so it's like, like kind of funny, but kind but of But mostly drama. Yeah, okay. mostly drama. There's some like more like funny people here and there and like some weird episodes. But the weirdest episode was the finale where you find out the entire series was basically a dream thought up by an autistic child that exists inside of a snow globe. Whoa. And then there's also like um, things that jut off of that theory because there was like a crossover between that and um, a show that's also had a crossover with Law and o- Order. And then Law and Order had characters that crossed over in other shows. So, so all like, of it. So yeah, all of that. So like Arrested Development because of that is considered to be all part of this one kid's dream. If you take that at Whoa. face value. Major like they're conspiracy all theory. Yeah. yeah. That's so, interesting. Is that what everyone, like, because I feel like it's constantly mm-hmm. spoofed on TV of like, yeah. and it was all a dream. Like that. Oh, yeah. That. And there's um in, I think it was Dallas, Dallas. Um, ah. There's the, the, they erased an entire season because they killed off a character that was popular by saying it was all a dream. Why not just have the powers that be bring him back with magic? Um, That they don't have magic in all, all series. I mean, but the powers of B is all that comp- all encompassing. Oh, we'll, we'll talk about the powers that be later in this episode. Holy cow! Okay, <laughs> so so Buffy's deaths. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she dies in Prophecy Girl. Mm-hmm. To try to remain somewhat spoiler free, mm-hmm. we'll just say season five. Yep, at some point. That, that's a thing. A death. And then the wish. She dies in an alternate reality. Am I missing any? That's it, right? I mean, there's probably something in like the expanded universe, but I don't, sure. I don't, can't think of anything else in the show. Yeah, not actual deaths. Like, yeah. you know, there's another count if you want to count like apocalypses or apocalypti. Mm-hmm. Apocalypti. Mm-hmm. Apocalypti, I believe that's, sure. that's the correct. That. Um, uh, and then uh, some people throw normal again in there, which I can we both agree just that's not a death. No, no, that's not a death. It might be a really sad, oh, wait, none of this existed. But yeah, but it's not dead. So do you count the wish? I mean, I count it as a time you see Buffy die, but it's not our Buffy. It's a different Buffy. And she does exist in that universe. And in that universe, there's a dead Buffy. So you see a Buffy die three mm-hmm. times. So you consider this episode to be a parallel universe happening at yeah. the same time as ours. Yes. I differ that I mm-hmm. consider it our universe because... T- 
Cordy is in our universe and wishes for this thing. So she's making the change to our universe. This is reality. It's happening. But slight spoiler here. We do have a later episode where somebody from that reality comes back to ours, which makes me think, oh, this must be a reality that in some way, in a multiverse way, exists. And Cordy was just able to travel to that one. And that's how the wish was granted. Because why would that reality still exist if it was completely? I don't think that reality necessarily exists so much as her essence or being was trapped into this inanimate object. But then at the end of the episode, she goes back to that reality. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, it may may be a a reality that didn't exist until Cordy wished for it, but then it exists exists independently, and we just got to see Cordy come back to the real reality, or the the prime reality. Our reality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I always consider this to be a legit death, Mm -hmm. because it happens on screen. We see it happen. I Yeah, I always just considered her... It's not a separate thing. It's her transforming our world, Mm -hmm. because we would all change. Yeah. All of our perception would change. And so I don't consider it that our reality continues to exist somewhere else. And Cordy just goes off to this other place. Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, yes, three. She dies three times. I I would say two with an asterisk. Okay. Cop out. I just think that the, the, the multiverse is much bigger and richer. Um, than, than you. So that's, that's my defense. (laughs) Specifically. Let's head into the Sunnydale stacks and open the books on The Wish. This intro, so like I always remember this, the way this starts with her getting attacked. Mm-hmm. I always think it happens in season four. It yeah. looks so season four. It does. It's so it bright. Is, yeah, it's it has that kind of bright and even like the location seems like, oh, are they on the quad? Right. Yeah, yeah. They're just picnicking on campus and they're hippie skirts. Another thing, I feel like they wasted an awesome squid costume on this intro. Yeah. Like that's a good monster. And I don't maybe there's at some point it comes back, but it feels like I mean kudos to you for doing a good job, but it kind of feels like this is the one you put a lot of time in. He's in there for like five seconds. Yeah. At the beginning of an episode. This is when you could have phoned in and just had him wearing a rope. Yeah. So nerf. 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 No, I, I, the only way this scene doesn't work for me, and I will mm-hmm. say I like this opening. Yeah. I think it's fun that we're jumping yeah, in fun... right in the middle. Mm-hmm. The only thing that has never worked for me is the way she says nerf yeah. instead of knife because she's being choked. Yeah. It makes no sense because if you're being choked, yeah. your air. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Your air supply is being cut off. She has no problem exclaiming yeah. and projecting, but he's not touching her mouth. So her ability to form these vowels is not the problem. Okay. Uh, uh, this is uh, the dialect coach and me getting real nerdy here. Bullshit retcon. Um, the squid uh, injects you with some kind of weird, uh, partially paralyzing venom. So, I mean, Buffy's really strong because she's a slayer, so it didn't like paralyze her. It just kind of messed with her lips. That's my bullshit retcon. Great. Uh, so this demon interrupts their picnic. Big Buffy kills it. I do like the fact that they address the fact it doesn't go poof. Yeah, yeah. It d- they have to bury it. Mm-hmm. Like, how many times we wondered, like, what are you just doing with that dead body, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, um, I think, think maybe they were reading the... Uh, the internet chat rooms about 
Dirk Kinderstad and what yeah. about his non-disappearing bodies? Yeah. Ooh. Or body. Excuse yeah. Me. Yeah. And, and I just wanted to see like another cutscene of them just like chopping it up and leaving it in the back of like a fish market. Oh, no. <laughs> Ew. It's probably good meat for fish. Uh, so apparently the sad overall rule does not apply to Willow. Nope. Uh, she, although she's well, a little sad. Yeah, but she will also wear overalls in a non sad. She just context. wears them all the time. So I feel like really it's, she's. It's um, there's a deep rooted depression there. Mm, yeah. So she's just always yeah. in a sad overall mood. <laughs> wow, they, they got really dark. Yep. <laughs> so Faith is being an antisocial slayer. Doesn't mm-hmm. want to hang out with them. Cordy wants nothing to do with Xander. So she's kind of not a Scooby anymore. Yeah. Really. Yeah, and it's and I I don't think it's it's out of character, but it is jarring to see her kind of revert to old Cordy. Yes, yeah. I, it totally feels in character, mm-hmm. and I feel like we should feel as jarred by it as the Scoobies yeah. do. It's uncomfortable. So another Buffyism I use all the time in everyday life: your logic does not resemble our Earth logic. <laughs> yeah, it's a familiar one. Uh, I do do want to mention that. I hate being really good with actors' names because it always spoils things, and it's around this time. Credits, yeah, yeah. It was credits like, well, the master's back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I almost try to not pay attention. I, I like I want to see who wrote yeah. them because it's interesting yeah. to be like, kind of like, is it gonna be a good one or gonna be yeah. a bad one? It's like, oh, this is gonna be. Uh, uh, this was re- written by David Greenwald. This is gonna be a real angelly episode, right? <laughs> Even if he's not in it that much, it's gonna feel like angel. <laughs> Uh, so Cordy is busy doing the high school girl thing. Before before we get to, to your point, I just I have to put it out because otherwise I will explode. She gets over that way too quickly. She was oh, impaled yeah. and is back in school. That's like, like Neil near death. W- and there's like one point in the episode, she's like, "Some kind of hurts." Like, yeah, no shit, you were impaled a week ago. Is it a week? I feel like it's been longer. They say she's been out of school for a week. Yeah, no, that's not long enough. No, 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 no. no unless she was like in school, like with I don't know in a medical bed for a couple of weeks and it was like for the last week i'm just gonna leave school so they established it was a week yeah even though, i mean they make a point of saying it missed all the major organs even still, still yeah like, i no. feel like you're not and you had you a are, hole like, go all the way through your body yeah even if like you're well enough to go back to things you're gonna be like there's gonna be some kind of bandages or something there's it's, it's gonna show that you were impaled recently yes, yeah uh, so I totally did this when a boy would dump me or when a boy would dump my friends, we would take a picture and burn it, Oh, like spray it with like lighter fluid and burn yeah. it. So that was just kind of like our, we're over now mm-hmm. thing. So every time I see her do this, I'm like, this is legit. This is the thing you do. It's not that's, magic. That's one thing that's got to be shitty about modern teenagers. Cause you don't have physical pictures. Like it's not nearly as necessary to true. delete, delete things off delete. of Facebook. Like, come no, on. it was very like, it was very cathartic just to be like, and we're done. This is a thing. This is when I started asking myself, why is this hitting Cordy harder than it's hitting Oz? And I was thinking, well, in general, Cordy just has more emotions or expresses yeah. them more. So it may yeah. be hitting Oz really hard, but mm-hmm. he's just very Even quiet field, yeah. about it. Yeah. Also, Cordy almost died. So I yeah. feel like that's tied into a lot of the emotions. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't just you dumped me. I almost died and fuck you. Yeah. And also like, the way uh, that Cordy kind of expresses her self-esteem is very much uh, different than Oz in that it's it's a lot more about you can, you you can't do this to me as opposed to like mm. Oz like oh this really hurts right and I feel like that kind of and also I feel e- even at this point Oz knows that 
He wants to try at some point to get back together with Willow. Cordelia, just the way that she's built, she's never going to be able to go back to Xander. So she knows not only did he do this awful thing, but they can never be back together again because that's not in in her 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 character to uh, get back together with somebody who's cheated on her. Yeah. And I, so I think it's, which you don't it's fault sense. her for. I no, mean, no, like I think they're both like reasonable responses. Every time I hear about yeah. a friend that like gets back together with someone mm-hmm. who's cheated on them, I'm like, wow, that you yeah. must be a very forgiving person because yeah. I I have That's never rough. done that, and I'm not quite sure I'm capable of it. Yeah. Uh, I think another another big part of this is that Cordy changed for Xander. Mm-hmm. Like in order to have this relationship, yeah. she not only kind of really changed her personality, mm-hmm. she gave up something yep. that was very important to her, her popularity. Yeah. So to give up those things and then mm-hmm. to have that person betray you, I think adds an extra level of mm-hmm. like, just fuck you. Yeah. Like she sacrificed a lot of things because Xander wanted the relationship more as opposed to like Oz who really sought out Willow. Yeah. And um, didn't really have to give up too much. Like it occasionally has to set boundaries, but that's that's about it. Otherwise, they, they mesh pretty well and they don't have like very conflicting priorities. Healthier relationship. So at school the next day, Willow is staking out Oz's locker, but he's mm. not visiting it. Meanwhile, Queen C is back on campus. And <laughs> the first of many leather outfits. Lots it's just the leather. jacket, but boy, this episode. No, it's a leather skirt, too. Oh, it was a leather skirt. Okay. Yeah. Which tell. is not, I mean, that 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 style's t- coming back now, but I yeah. feel like even then that was not a thing. Yeah. Cordy's making a statement. Yeah. Uh, arriving back at school, dark red leather, lots mm-hmm. of makeup, very vamped out to just yep. be like, I am so hot. Yeah. I'm back on the market, boys. Right. I was slightly impaled, so be gentle. Yeah. Look, but don't touch. <laughs> she immediately runs into Harmony and friends mm-hmm. who has have a new groupie, Anya. Yay! Yay! First prince of Anya. And by the way, this episode is like just cram full of secondary characters. It's a who's who. Yeah. We've got Anya. We've got uh, uh, Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan. Uh, we've got Harmony. We've got the master coming back. Like, it, it just feels like they were having a class reunion this episode. They also just do a good job. Like, at one point, like this Asian mm-hmm. um, Harmony groupie yeah. that like um, pops her head out and goes, mm-hmm. oh, so daring. You don't usually hear these girls talk, but yeah. I think they specifically did that so that later mm-hmm. when she's attacked, you go, oh, that's the Asian Harmony yeah. groupie. It's not just some random lady. Right. Uh, so Harmony and the gang are pranking Cordy. They suggest that she date Jonathan next. Which she already did. She after did. Anka Mummy Girl. Yeah, what the hell? Like, did the they not know The power of this? being the popular one. Yeah. I feel like when you're on top. And at that point, he wasn't drinking a huge glug. Yeah. He's not doing himself any favors. <laughs> he looks even tinier next to that giant. I know, and it's like, how are you even drinking all that, buddy? That's like half of your weight. Uh, Cordy's face here. Mm-hmm. I think that this is oh, proof of how, I, either how much she changed or just how bad a place she is. Yeah. She's in that she doesn't have a comeback. Yeah. I'm just waiting for her to have a snarky thing mm-hmm. back, and she has nothing. She yeah. is just speechless. Yeah. Willow runs into Oz, who just wants to be left alone. It's understandable. Uh, she doesn't want that, but it's not about what she wants. Yeah. I mean, so true, but yeah. kind of, I don't know, blunt. I, I, I still feel like he's, he's taking it almost too well. Like, that's a, that's a little blunt, but he actively caught her in the act of cheating on him mm. with someone who's both of their friends and that he's known as, as one of her best friends. I feel like that's that's a big deal, and he is handling it. 
crazily well. If this is as bad as it gets, and it really is, like that's as bad as it as it gets with him. Really, is saying something that's a little too blunt. I feel like for a lot of people, and I'm throwing myself mm-hmm. into this bandwagon. Yeah. It would almost feel better mm-hmm. to have a knockdown drag out scream fest yeah. because you were talking about it and mm-hmm. you're dealing with it. Yeah. But if someone is so mad at you that just I can't look at you and I don't want to talk to you, that mm-hmm. they're not interested in discussing it and possibly working it out, mm-hmm. that is so much worse. Yeah, but I, I get the vibe, even if Willow doesn't necessarily get it, and maybe this is me knowing what, what happens in the next episode, I get the vibe immediately that he like really does just need time Mm -hmm. and that even if maybe they're not necessarily going to be romantically linked again that there's going to be some kind of healing there and that's i i I feel like it is abundantly clear from the way he's acting that's what is his intention not i'm not going to talk to you because you 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 screwed around with me i'm just gonna not talk to you forever i don't think necessarily forever but it's still like i i totally can sympathize with Mm -hmm. willow being like Talk to me, yeah. yell at me, scream at me. Yeah. Like, I'm, oh, no, no, I'm just no, dying that. to get some sort of closure yeah. rather than this is still dragging on. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally get how it could it could feel better because then all you, you're left to do is like beat yourself up, which is not satisfying. No. Um, And just and it doesn't like fix anything. Right. Cordy sees Xander in the hallway. She avoids him by asking a popular dude to check her teeth. Oh, that is a that is a slick move. I don't, it would never work in real no, life. No, it would never work, but it works beautifully. So she angles and, it so yeah. they look like they're making out. Ugh, this turd implies ooh, that, ooh. yeah, the worst, implies that just because she asked how he was, she wants to bang him. Yeah. But that he's like, uh, I don't know, I'm kind of not really that cool right now, so I can't be seen in public with you, but if you want to go fool around in private, yeah, uh, yeah that's I only want to bang attractive. you if it's on the super down low because you are such a loser. It would bring down. Ugh. Ugh. I hate you so bad. I feel so bad for Cordy. Yeah. And it's weird that in the alternate universe that like one of the, the big perks is that he asks her out to the winter brunch, which I do love. Um, <laughs> but it's just like, couldn't you have had it be like him and then an even more attractive guy who's not a creeper? That would have been better. Yeah, because yeah. then it feels like, oh, even the creepy guy who's an asshole wants her now? I mean, I think it's satisfying that she gets to be like, oh, I'll let you know. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like it also would have been nice to have her be like, oh, and here's a, a good option. Right. Cut for time. Uh, I'm still stuck on just because she said, how are you? Yeah. Oh, I clearly want to bang you. Maybe he thought the teeth thing was like a come on, like look at look at how good my teeth are. It is weird because yeah. she sits there like, and then they never he never says like, no, you're good, <laughs> just nothing. Just like, mm, what I if like he was teeth, like, girl. you got a giant thing of spinach right in the center? <laughs> <laughs> that night at the bronze, Cordy is rubbing her over himness all over Xander's face. She's so over him. She's flirting with boys. She's Ooh. laughing. Ooh. She's there with her new bestie, Anya. I love Anya's face during this Mm -hmm. because Cordy's like, ah, you're so funny. And Anya's just like, fuck teenage boy. (laughs) She's not pretending. He's like, this is awful. I've got a job to do. I'm going (laughs) to do it. I do love how throughout the episode, until the wish actually happens, very subtly, she's trying to get Cordy to wish for things in every conversation. I, I thought that was really nice. Yep. Buffy tries to offer an olive branch to Cordy, but is interrupted by a vamp. Cordy is accidentally pushed into a garbage heap, 
where she's spotted by the Harmony Gang. This results in Cordy deciding that Buffy is at fault for all of her problems. Which, no. (laughs) No. No. I mean, I get it because you're in a bad place emotionally and it almost hurts too much to really let it all out at at Xander right now. But it is a little, it is a, a really dumb conclusion because you'd also be dead several times sure right i also feel like part of needing to blame buffy is Mm -hmm. is the idea that cordy choosing to date xander Mm -hmm. like xander dumping her is is or i'm sorry xander cheating on her is xander's fault and xander being a dickwad i mean just is you shouldn't cheat on people but cordy is now regretting ever dating him Mm -hmm. And for that, in reality, she has no one to date, no one to blame but herself. Yeah. She chose to date him. Mm-hmm. She fell for him. Yeah. Um, but I don't think she likes that. I think she wants yeah. it to, to have all been trickery. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> if I that, were in my right right mind, I would have known better. Yeah. So it's Buffy's fault for tricking her by making him seem cooler, <laughs> which is weird because they don't think Buffy's cool. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. Is it wasn't all of season one her shitting on Buffy for not being cool? She's say marginally cooler. Yeah. And I mean, Buffy, as much as like Buffy is not popular, she's more popular than Xander. Yeah, I mean, yeah. she's at least gorgeous in yeah. Xander, you know. Yeah. And and can dress herself. Yes. If you'll get more friends on it. I mean, the way of the world. You'll get more friends walking around school in a miniskirt and high mm-hmm. heel boots than you will in a Hawaiian shirt and plaid pants. An ill-fitting Hawaiian shirt. Yes. No less. Specifically. Anya gives Cordy her antique good luck necklace. Uh Uh-oh. She never would have noticed Xander if it weren't for Buffy. I wish Buffy Summers had never come to Sunnydale. Done. (laughs) With that sexy, sexy demon makeup. Anya demons out. Um, It's the first time we see that. Mm -hmm. I, I... I wish I could remember my original reaction to this episode. It had yeah. to have taken me by surprise. I know I know it didn't for me because uh, when I started watching, Anya was already a character. So I, I knew her as a former demon before she was introduced in the actual series. So I think they do a really good job here. As you said, like yeah. setting up her constantly trying to get mm-hmm. Cordy to wish for stuff. But not making it too obvious. Like, yeah. hey, couldn't you say that like a wish? Right. But like, but don't you just wish? Which, I mean, she's had hundreds of years of experience, so she should be good and subtle Right, about it. yeah. Cordy's wish was granted, and right away you can notice there are less people around, mm-hmm. and they look terrified. There's also um, paper on the ground, which is the universal sign for stuff has gone wrong. There's <laughs> yeah, paper right. on the ground. No one's picking up the trash. <laughs> she runs into Harmony Gang. Ted just went for third in front of everybody. How? I mean, I feel <laughs> in, in like... In what context? Like, Do, do you know what third is well yeah what is your concept maybe 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 part of the joke is that everything is so subdued because they're trying not to get vamped out that third is just like holding hands uh above the the waist that'd be funny yeah so when i was in high school my my mom uh tends to ask you the same questions over and over and one thing she would always talk about me go kristen what does first base mean? <laughs> Mom, it means making out. Okay. Kristen. <laughs> yes. What does second base mean? Petting. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Kristen. Yeah, Mom. What does third base mean? Oral. Oh. Ooh. And a home run is sex? 
Yes, mom. Okay. Kristen. What's yes, a grand mom. slam? What base are you on? Oh. <laughs> Every time. And so like as I'm as she's being like, what's first base? I'm like, ugh, making out. Stop. <laughs> like I know where this is all headed, and it all ends with me having the same answer, which is none of your it's business. A, it's a really like bizarro version of the who's on first, where it's this bit that you keep doing with your mom. <laughs> Best part about getting married, she stops asking. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, uh, third base in front of everybody, dude is really going for it. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you have a curfew of sundown, it's like, we got to do yep. this now. We got to get this in. <laughs> I can't wait till it's date time. Uh, so the same turd asks Cordy to winter brunch. It has to be brunch yep. and not a dance. I love all those little like details curfew. about like a monthly memorial, calling it a come bite me outfit. Uh, just like all these little, little tiny hints of like what the universe is now. The gray colors, mm-hmm. like, which I, I mean, like, yeah, it's just subtly there until they mm-hmm. mention the come bite me outfit. Yeah. And then saying later on, like vamps are attracted to bright colors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the back when we see in the classroom in the back um, chalkboard that's just quiet in big block <laughs> letters and like the teacher's terrified and wants to get out of school yeah. as soon as possible. Harmony tells Cordy that Willow and Xander are dead. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense because yeah. when you go back to the very first mm-hmm. episode, if Buffy had not shown up to save Willow and Xander, they would have died. Yep. Now, one thing that I'm sure is probably just uh, a thing of having more guest stars that probably were doing other things that is brought up a lot, especially online when I was looking at stuff, is what happened to Darla and uh, uh, what, whatever. Luke. Uh, Brian Tubbs, Luke, Luke, yeah. Um, like, what happened to them? Why didn't? Why aren't they still there? And I, I always like to think that somehow Willow and Xander usurped their position in whatever way. Yeah, they because they clearly have that that similar position of like the favored children. Right. Um, it's interesting because really, when you think about it, the reason Willow starts dancing with Vamp Dude in mm-hmm. the first episode. Is because Buffy tells her to seize the day. Yeah. So really, would she have gone for it? But there's there's so many other times after right. that that you know sure. she just happened to be near the bronze on, at night and you know yeah. gets murdered. Murder alley. They yeah. don't. They never learn. No, they never do. Is there another exit? They should. They should just have to get another exit. <laughs> have an exit onto the street. Cordy can't get home before sunset because her car is gone and she missed the bus. Yeah. So it is dead out yeah uh, <laughs> i do feel like Cordy's a little too dumb right here because she should understand like oh yeah i made this wish from everything everyone is telling me it is really not safe to be out there's a curfew now people are talking about how but everyone's how does dead. she get home that's that, i feel like at this point she's i feel fucked. like at this point like just find like any sort of building to get into and like hole up for the night yeah I, f- I feel like, yeah, they, like you want to go like home. Like if you go knocking on a door, it's like, I'm sorry, but yeah. curfew's coming. Please let me yeah. spend the night. Yeah. And it's like, hey, uh, put a cross to me so you can tell I'm not a vampire. Right. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. This is not a trick. But yeah, it just seems like she's a little too dumb right here. And I understand why, because they have to move the story along. She hurries through a deserted downtown, but runs into Xander, who's <gasps> looking pretty pale and kind of hot. <laughs> I, I think a lot of people do look uh, uh, hotter as vampires. and Well, that's, I mean, you're dressed all cool. Mm-hmm. And like usually like his hair is all yeah. dumb. And mm-hmm. like as a vampire, he's just healed. And uh, yeah. anytime Xander's confident, like yeah. when you start getting into the Zeppo yeah. and 
you know, like we've talked about Army Xander, like mm-hmm. when Xander is, let me restate this, when Nicholas Brendan <laughs> is not really Xander, but yeah. being confident, he is so much hotter. Yeah. Uh, but then also supporting the uh, vampires inherently sexier, uh, Vampire Willow. Hello, Vampire Hello. Willow. Vampire Willow. Does it for me quite well. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, so we see her for the first time. I have to say, like, I have tried to do my eye makeup like her so many times. Yeah. I tried to do it last week at Christmas because it's green. I was yeah. like, I took out my green eyeshadow. I was like, I'm going to try to do a Vamp Willow. Fail. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. I don't, maybe it's just like, we have to have the super pale skin for it to show up right. That'll, yeah. I gotta, I, I gotta stop doing the tanning lotion. Or, or just become a vampire. That would be quicker. Yeah. yeah. And less scrubbing. Yeah. We, we hear her catchphrase, of course. Bored now. <laughs> I'm just imagining now this, this was a backdoor pilot for a evil Willow sitcom. Yes. Bored now. <laughs> There's a mug I saw on Etsy. I really want to get that. It's a white mug splashed with blood that mm-hmm. just is bored now. <laughs> I want it so bad. Uh, I do like that. I feel like this is true to Cordy's character. Rather mm-hmm. than her being terrified, her immediate, immediate reaction is, no way. I wish, in, wish us into a bizarro land and you two are still together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you should have been more specific, girl. Like, I wish Buffy had never come to town. And also, Xander and Willow weren't banging. <laughs> Uh, the white hats arrive. Mm-hmm. I love this. Giles, Oz, and Larry arrive in a van. Oh, let's not forget the most important member, Nancy. Nancy. Whoever the hell that is. She might don't as well worry. be wearing a red shirt. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry. She's only in one scene, folks. We only learn her name in the context of that's the person who died. That night we see the vampire bronze. Which is really just the club from the Matrix. It's been really long since I've seen that. Um, it's just a lot of leather everywhere. Okay, fair. Uh, it's full of humans and cages when Xander's going through the bronze. Mm-hmm. And he says, slap my hand, dead soul man. <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> so much. Well, I just don't understand what they're doing with the guy who is strapped to a pool table and the guy and the other guy, the dead soul man, is like putting chalk on a cue. Is he just going to poke him with it? I guess. Because you can't p- play pool around a full-size human body. Yeah. Like, if he was hanging upside down and his head was, like, in the middle of the pool table, that would make sense. And then you're just, like, bopping his head around with uh, pool balls. But, like, really all you could do there is poke him. You don't need chocolate. I mean, you could you could shoot the, the, the pool ball into his nards, and that would hurt. But he's not even on that, that end. Yeah. Can we still focus on slap my hand, Denzel, man? Because <laughs> this is the part that, that really bothers oh me. God. It's just awful. <laughs> I feel like if if they had taken out even just one of the words, dead or soul, but the fact that they're both there makes it so lame. That's like, it. Lame. No, dead soul, no, man. No, no. Here's the problem. In what universe have you ever said slap my hand? Not give me five. Not. I feel like that was a low. 70s thing. Yeah, that's what I hate about it. This is Xander. He's in the 90s. He at no point was a beatnik. Wait, maybe he was bitten by the 70s guy from the pilot, and then they were best friends for a while. He he died. Very sad. That's it. You figured it out. Yep. Good job. (laughs) Inconsistency solved. (laughs) I was going to say, about to say high five. He was like, oh no, slap my hand. (laughs) (laughs) That's old man. 
Willow and Xander enter the back room where the master's hanging out. Hey, dude. Just chilling. Sure. He he did this whole thing to raise from the grave and hang out in the bronze. Yeah. That's, I thought he was supposed to bring the apocalypse. Yeah. I mean, uh, apparently, maybe like the anointed one got lost because you don't see him either. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just... I guess I'll just come out. It would make sense if you've got this vampire town. There's an issue. I mean, the anointed one was on a bus at night. So yeah. if the bus can't come into Sunnydale at night, that kid never showed up. Yeah. Boom. Figured it out. Or, or maybe because part of the, like the whole prophecy is that he could never, he couldn't, he couldn't come out unless he killed the Slayer, right? Um, they, no, he couldn't come out unless Luke the vessel ate enough people to make oh, the master the strong plan. enough. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, they could have done the original plan, and then they wouldn't even need the anointed one. There you go, because he was to to bring Buffy. Although, then the prophecy didn't exist then because the anointed one didn't bring her, unless he, unless he just did like, it off screen. It just hasn't happened yet. Yeah, but wait, but then she dies at the end, so that's like the end of the prophecy. The anointed There's one. There's always another Slayer though. Doesn't necessarily mean to be Buffy. Okay. So just the anointed one at some point brings a slayer and she dies. At some point. They tell the master that Cordy mentioned the slayer, so he wants Cordy dead. Mm -hmm. Willow and Xander go to the library where they lock Giles in a cage and then kill Cordy together. Cute, I guess. Yeah. I think I think it is actually a really cool moment just because it's it's such a twist in a let's go to an alternate universe episode to kill the person that brought you there because it kind of feels like, well, I guess we're stuck now because <laughs> the person who brought us here yeah. is gone. It There's... does kind of feel like an oh fuck moment of like, yeah. uh, uh, I think this is just the show now. Yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> It's weird that it's called Buffy the Vampire Slayer and we haven't seen her yet. Yeah. Although I, I mean, I'm glad they didn't, but it would have been such a cool ballsy move if they were just like, no, this is the reality now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like but Buffy's Whoa. all like, you know khakied out and has a scar on her lip but uh it, but and like everyone else just in all these different positions and that would be that'd be kind of awesome It'd be great so giles notices anya's necklace on cordy mm -hmm. willow and xander report back to the master where willow asks to play with the puppy oh who is angel yep <laughs> tied up in a room with indirect sunlight yeah and i'm guessing no pig's blood yeah, he seems very emaciated and wounded and just like ha having a real rough time. Yeah. Real bad. He probably sustains himself on mice that happen to walk by. I feel like this Willow is kind of is similar to Drusilla because Drusilla mm -hmm. also tortured Angel. Yeah. But um, as crazy as this is for someone who's this, you know, bloodthirsty, mm -hmm. same. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like she's she has no illusions about what's going on. She just enjoys torture. Yeah. It's not like, and that would make the stars sing to me. Uh, my great Drusilla impersonation. <laughs> Excellent job. Uh, so it's more like Kermit the Frog. Uh, but yeah, there's a, there's a fun kind of mirror of the Drusilla-Spike relationship with the Willow-Xander relationship where it's, you know, they both kind of uh, love the murder and mayhem. And it's kind of clear, like, he's uh, more devoted to, like, kind of serving her need to do whatever. Um, but again much more sane than um, right. um than drew ever is and so, may i just point out that we completely skipped over the death of nancy <laughs> um that happened in the last scene my apologies and, uh, one question why was that not amy that would have been good that would have made so much more sense maybe she just wasn't available uh, probably or didn't want to come in just to be immediately killed they may be over budget on there <laughs> yeah this is probably an expensive episode yeah 
Also playing for Vamp Willow apparently involves tossing lit matches onto Angel's bare chest. Yeah, that seems so, real petty. Uh, Xander, again, is really into watching it. Mm, yeah. Giles' research shows that Cordy's necklace bears the symbol of Anyanka. She's the patron saint of scorned women. I like later on when we mm-hmm. find out that she's a vengeance demon mm-hmm. and chose the scorned woman theme, but it doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be the way all the vengeance demons kind of chose mm-hmm. like a specialty. Yeah. And it's like, you, you could Angry branch plumbers. out. You could branch out. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Someone's angry about a Yelp review. Help them out. Uh, Giles tried calling Cleveland to speak to Buffy's current watcher. Don't they know that the master rose? Yeah, shouldn't this it's be weird. like a priority? Yeah, the same way that like they sent Kendra, yeah. you know, for the three or like what is going what on else? in Cleveland? That's such a big deal. Is there's maybe like a threat from the first season that instead went to Cleveland and they're dealing with that? Maybe, maybe the anointed one went to Cleveland. Yeah. He's hanging around being all a little kid, <laughs> a little creepy. Yeah, that's weird. It's this is the first time in the episode I remembered that they didn't say Buffy was never born. Yeah, they just say she didn't come to Sunnydale. Mm-hmm. Because I remember being shocked the first time I watched this about like, Buffy, she's not supposed to. Oh, yeah. I get it. She exists, just mm-hmm. not here. I, I also love that kind of, you know, genie twist logic where it's, yeah, she never came to Sunnydale yet. On his way home, Giles is almost kidnapped by some vamps, but is saved by a very different looking Buffy. In some real harsh cargo khakis. She's not uh, as fashionably conscious. She, as previous Buffy. She does seem like she's uh, running a rebellion in South America in the 1980s. Right? <laughs> yes, she does. She's got that scar on her lip. Yeah. Um, we're, we just get the idea that she's seen some harsh times. Uh, much harsher eye makeup. Yes. And I feel like this is kind of what they were saying about Faith this whole mm-hmm. season is that kind of the nurture versus nature yeah. idea that, you know, Buffy is who she is because because she has the support of family mm-hmm. and friends if you took that away this is who she become although what happened to her mom i'm just gonna say yeah. vamps killed her yeah. mom at some and that's point. probably why she didn't go to sunny though right and she got a shitty watcher in mm-hmm. cleveland yeah. who's not as supportive as giles mm-hmm. no friends she probably got a what's her name uh mrs post oh god the worst even before she's literally evil so this is a really good intro. I like that before mm-hmm. we even see her, the vamps just go flying. Yeah, yeah. It's like, just, ooh, who's this badass? Is this going to be Faith? Like, oh, no, it's still Buffy. Well, yeah. In any other episode, I might be like, oh, yeah, it's Buffy, obviously. Yeah. But like because I'm not expecting to see mm-hmm. Buffy in this universe at all, it's like, what the hell? Giles' yeah. research states that they have to destroy Anyanka's power center and everything will return to normal. I do like the whole, why don't we just put a stake through her heart? Well, she's not a vampire. Well, you'd be surprised how many things that'll kill. <laughs> just because, like, yeah. a lot of times the show when they're like, you know, oh, how do we kill it? How do we kill it? I'm often thinking, like, well, just try the stake. It's yeah. going to hurt. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to slow him down. And if not that, like, try cutting off its head. Because I feel like a lot of things probably would not I mean, survive. kind of everything. I don't yeah. care if they say, like, only a silver bullet for werewolves. Mm-hmm. I mean, cut the fucker's head off. He'll be yeah. dead. Even if he's still alive, what is he going to do? Just, like claw around yeah wildly, it's gonna take him head. it's gonna slow him down yeah. yeah like cut off his head punt his head away it's gonna take him a half hour to get that figured out go grab a silver like fork walk it back up to him stab him You're i feel done. like the only thing that doesn't work for is that demon and angel mm-hmm. 
that they cut off the head and it doesn't like create spores that make you go crazy. Yeah. So, th- so that one's not good. But how often are you running into that one? At the factory, the master has a plan to mass drain humans. I just feel like this is a little out of character because I feel like vampires enjoy the chase and the master's mm-hmm. old school. Like, I feel like this is a yeah. Mr. Trick operation. Yeah, yeah. It de- definitely has like a, a more, yeah, like Mr. Trick would be perfect to do this. It is a little odd for the master, but maybe he's just, he he's kind of like, you know, Alexander, no more worlds to conquer, weeping. He's kind of like, I've won. What do we do next? Like, yeah. I, I kind of, I can kill whoever I want. Nobody's stopping me. So I, I just, I'll take that out of the equation so I can do other stuff. Maybe that's the, the justification. Sure. He's just gluttonous. He's just a big fatty. He's tired of eating one person at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buffy arrives and starts taking out vamps. Xander stakes Angel, who says just before he dies, Buffy. Okay. Which turns like, what, dude? <laughs> yeah, I just right? met you. <laughs> Buffy stakes Xander. Oz stakes Willow. Oh, no. There are so many things happening in the scene. You're like, oh, my God, what it's the like hell? It's the end of a damn Shakespeare play up in Seriously, there. this Everyone's is Hamlet. dead, 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 dead. <laughs> Meanwhile, Giles summons Anyanka. They fight. And she's wearing a real mom top. She is. Like, that is real unflattering. Like, I mean. She's a demon. I mean. But, I mean, she doesn't look that bad for a demon. She could wear a more flattering top. That is not doing her any favors. That's all I'm saying. He destroys her necklace just as the master snaps Buffy's neck. And I love his delivery of the line where she says, why do you think your world's going to be any better? And he says, because it has to be. Goosebumps every time. Just so like, I have a thing about that. Yeah. I was thinking about this. So mm-hmm. Cordy wishes for a new world. Mm-hmm. Not, re- I mean, she doesn't know, really know she is, a but she does. new world. Yep. That one sounds great. <laughs> I would totally do a magic carpet. Not in this weather. <laughs> so Cordy wishes for a new world and it sucks. Yeah. She didn't know that by this one little thing, butterfly effect, everything would be affected. Mm-hmm. Um, Buffy really makes the world a better place. Giles really doesn't learn that lesson because he's mm. never been in Cordy's world. He's yeah. not quite sure what this is going to do. I think it just, it, 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 it expresses a facet of Giles' character that, that we don't get to see or we, we don't understand compared to especially a lot of the other Watchers that he is a much more hopeful and optimistic person. And that that's where it comes from. It's not like, oh, I'm sure because I did this research. It's just like, I know this is miserable. I I I have the hope that I that this will make it better. So here here's what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. is that the conflict in this episode is started mm-hmm. by Cordy being miserable mm-hmm. and making a wish yeah. that she thinks she hopes mm-hmm. is going to make her happier. Yeah. That starts the conflict to resolve the conflict. Yeah. Giles does the exact same thing. But I, I, but his is coming out of a, an altruistic place versus hers, which is coming out of a very selfish place. Like, this is going to be better for me. I think his is more like, this is going to make it better for everyone. I Not have for to vampires. Hope. Come on now. Come on now. I'm just saying, like, it's, it's, they're both leaping before they look. Neither of them know what they're getting into. Cordy, especially because she doesn't know, know she's yeah. really making a wish. But I'm just saying that if, 
if Cordy making this wish is a mistake, if it's, you know, mm-hmm. be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Giles makes the exact same mistake and but he I, has no way of knowing for sure think, that it's not going to end I mean, up I think just it's as bad. It's a much better assumption to think that, hey, if I stop this evil, veiny demon's magic, that's probably going to be for the best versus like, I think if this person never came here, who's a person that whose primary function in life is to kill bad things, that it's going to be better. I, I think that's it's a much much more justifiable and much more moral decision that, that Giles makes. It's still risky because he doesn't know, but I I do find it a little uplifting that he has the, the hope that there is a better world. Cordy thought that the world without Buffy would be a better world. For her only. She did not think it was going to be better for everyone. All right. I think, I think Giles thinks like, I'm not even, I'm not even sure if I'm going to be alive. Cordy's is just like, I want it to be better for me. Okay. I, I think that's that's how it breaks down. Yeah, but it is still risky. He doesn't know for sure. But it has to be. Back in our world, Anya's lost her necklace, so her wish powers are gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think is cute because now Cordy really is wishing for everything all yeah. the time, and Anya just can't make it work. <laughs> and she's just and like quietly in the background. Done. 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 As the music picks up, we see the Scoobies as they should be. Mm-hmm. I wish there's a little bit more of a denouement. I guess they have a lot to cram into the episode. They have to create a whole new world, but it uh, a whole new world. But it, you're really digging on that song today. I just feel like every time we say that, I have to say it or okay. um, sing it. Eh, that's singing is being generous. But yeah, it does feel a little sudden. Like uh, okay, everything's back to normal. Bye. I feel like I mean at this point. I know the first time I saw it watching the Scoobies murder each other hit me really emotionally. Yeah. Like that w- was like, Oh fuck yeah. dude. And then, so just seeing them all together with the happy music was enough for me. I'm yeah. just like, Ooh, phew. And now I'm happy and kind of crying happy tears. Yeah. I take off my sad overall and put on Willow happy overalls. <laughs> Sander, I don't know why the fuck I'm wearing these overalls. <laughs> Because he's a construction worker, and then some of them do that. So what's the lesson in The Wish? Okay, so I was going to say, be careful what you wish for. But because Giles does the exact same thing, I feel like that's... It's not the exact same thing. The exact same thing. It's not the exact same thing. It is. It's very different. I feel like that's not the lesson. No. So I'm going to say, you are the only person to blame for your problems. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, to some degree. I mean, like, if somebody's just, like, randomly shooting at you. Sure. But you can't... Cordy can't blame Buffy for Cordy dating Xander. Cordy can't even blame Xander for her dating Xander. Yeah. She made that decision. Yeah. It, it turned out to be a bad one. Yeah. He cheated on you. That sucks. You were the one that fucked up. So maybe we could, maybe we could just phrase it differently, because I, I think I, I get what you're, you're saying. is that, like, you're the only person to blame for your decisions. Sure. Yeah. Like, so if you have a decision that led to something bad, you're the one, because you still made that decision. Right. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about the wish? Um, I think Jazz did the right thing. <laughs> no, I think it's a really fun episode. I think it's a, a, a very good example of doing one of those episodes where you have uh, an alternate universe and making it feel kind of justified and it, it makes a, an internal logic. It's not just just there to have weird versions of characters. Right. Yeah, I think this is fun. Mm-hmm. It's neat to see 
I don't know what could have happened yeah. and all this stuff. Um, it does make me feel like all the emotions for Buffy. Yeah. I, I wonder if this is, I mean, like, you know, th- when you start thinking about like mopey teenager mm-hmm. and I wish I was never born. And then you start thinking about stuff like, um, it's a wonderful life. Mm-hmm. Especially considering this episode aired before the Christmas episode. I wonder if there was a little bit of the writers are watching a lot of It's a Wonderful Life. (laughs) Kind of wanted to do the Buffy version of that. Mm -hmm. But I think it is it is cool. And again, I don't fault it for this. And it is very different that in a I wish for a different universe. I wish for something episode. Bruce who makes the wish doesn't survive that universe. And so like they don't learn a lesson from it per se, uh, which I feel I don't she mind. learned a lesson. She just wasn't around to, I mean, yeah, like yeah. as she was dying, I'm sure she was like, well, fuck. Uh, I mean, she even states at one point, yeah. we have to get Buffy. Buffy was better. Yeah. She fixes it. Yeah. Um, but like the, the, the character we see moving forward doesn't have any memory of that. So sure. she doesn't yeah. learn her lesson, but I feel like that's fine. Cause also that's such the standard trope of these episodes that it's not going to be surprising or interesting to have that happen. And I'm fine with it just being like, Oh, we're just going to have an ending. Yeah. It was just for the audience. It's interesting yeah. that Anya is the only one that remembers it. So this is really just for our sake. Yeah. Yeah. It's time to put the wish back on the shelf and open the books on amends. Ireland Christmas flashback. <laughs> oh, oh, right away. Irish mustache angel. Yikes. <laughs> I, Irish or mustache, I could take. Irish and mustache. <laughs> oh, oh. Too much. Uh, so this dude definitely looks like Doyle. Like it took me a second. Yeah. I thought this was Doyle. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> what's going on? weird continuity I don't remember. <laughs> what's up? Uh, his name is Daniel. He's running mm. from someone. He owes Angelus money. <gasps> So Angelus kills him. You really don't want to owe money to a vampire. No, that seems like a real dumb decision. (laughs) So Angelus kills him. Present day Angel wakes up from the nightmare. There is no godly reason he needs to sleep naked. Uh, Just to to be broodier, you know? I feel like, I mean, like, I feel like the actors reading the script like, come on, guys. I mean, I get it. But like, just pants. Can I wear pants? (laughs) No. <laughs> Thank you, writers. <laughs> uh, Angel runs into a Christmas shopping Buffy on the street. Awkward meeting your ex on the street, hey. especially around Christmas. What'd you get me? I mean, oh. I mean, I'm just remembering this uh, Irish dude I killed. Yeah, Other Daniel's way. hanging out there. Yeah. Just, Buffy can't see him. You know, getting his last minute ghost gifts sure. in. Yeah. Want to get those chains, mm-hmm. the good, the real good heavy ones that really rattle. Yeah. That that chains you forged in life. What? It's from Christmas Carol. That chains you forged in life. Never mind. Okay. No, it's. Um, I only watch now that I no longer um, mm-hmm. work that show every year. <laughs> uh, I only watch them up at Christmas Carol. I think they say that in the Marley and Marley song. Yeah, I don't have the lyrics memorized. <laughs> I mostly just. What? I know. 
I mostly just like come in and know me better, man. And then I'm like, <laughs> you do a very good job of that. Um, I just want to hear him say that over and over. <laughs> I just love uh, since we're completely sidetracked right now. In in that movie, I love the puppet of the Christmas present, especially because he has two moves: high steps and pointing. <laughs> like watch that movie again. His dancing is all pointing to one direction and the other, and then high stepping because that is all you can do in that giant costume. The only other Christmas Carol I watch is Scrooged. Oh, I love Scrooge. God damn, is that good? And I love now it's far enough away that it doesn't feel like dated in a way of like, oh, it's trying to be modern. It's like, no, this is a period piece now. No, it's totally just a total eighties movie, yeah. and like it's it's almost. Because the 80s were such a materialistic mm-hmm. money, money, money decade, yeah. um, it's even more appropriate. It's a great it's setting. It's so great. Yeah. 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 Like, I feel like if they did, you know, mid 90s Christmas Carol, like a big version, it would just be nah. like, no, like if you asked me today, like Kristen set a Christmas Carol in, you know, at any point in time in the last 40 years i'd be like mm-hmm. the 80s that yeah. is the most appropriate yeah. decade for that yeah. thing like like the only the only other like in the 20th century that might make i don't even say more sense but maybe equal sense is like the roaring 20s in which case like you're sure. already almost you're like halfway there just back yeah. into kensian times let's do the 80s so vampires vampires are there so i like a, that how they make a point in this scene of saying that temperatures are in the high 70s but everyone is in winter coats yeah, it feels like everyone's just like, no, we're going to wear the winter coats because yeah. it's Christmas. Everyone's complaining about it. And I'm like, you could take that off and be way more comfortable. Yeah, like maybe like, it's not even that warm. Maybe yeah. it's that you're all wearing thick layers of wool. Right. I mean, like, yeah, if you wear that winter coat in upper 70s, sure. But if you put on some some tank tops and shorts right now, you're you're just great. Even a long sleeve tee, you'll be fine. It'll be all right. It'll be a little, you know, warm, but it, 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 you'll be fine. At school the next day, the gang is discussing their holiday plans. Willow is being Jewish. <laughs> like, like actively. Yeah. Is that what you mean? <laughs> being Jewish. Uh. Xander, uh, as Cordy is quick to point out, is sleeping outdoors to avoid family drama. Uh. Getting a head start on yeah. adulthood, because that's what all of us do post-college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not sleep outdoors, but just avoid family drama. Oh, you you didn't do that? <laughs> no. I I didn't have an apartment second second semester <laughs> freshman year. That was always the weirdest in college, going home for a full month because you have this long break mm. that's like, I'm not allowed to be in the dorm. Yeah. So I have to move back home, but I'm really not used to living with parents anymore. Yeah. And it's like not enough time to readjust. It's just enough time to be... Just this heads. Is, this <laughs> just... is not a vacation. <laughs> We're just here to 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 re- reaffirm why it's good that I left. Right? Like, uh, I'm sorry, curfew? Yeah. You understand that I, and like nine months out of the year, yeah. I come home at 4.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, come on. What? It's not like vampires have overrun the town. The master has been slain. <laughs> like, um, I think you, you definitely need to stay in, honey. <laughs> Oz misses Willow like he misses an arm, oh. or worse, a torso. Imagine little little Seth Green head flopping around, all sad. They make up. Oh, they do do a little it. hug. I like that. I mean, his he's was clearly hurt, and it was awful mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. But just stating that, like, but I miss you. Yeah. And so I'm I'm choosing to 
do this. Yeah. It's not even saying like, I forgive you and it's okay, but just saying mm-hmm. like, it's a, it's awful and that's, but I, I want to be with you. Yeah. So I want to make this work. Yeah. And not like, oh, we have everything figured out. It's like, no, we're, we're, we're trying. We're taking the first step. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Buffy and her mom go Christmas tree shopping. Do you do real tree or fake tree? Uh, we always did a fake tree. So fake tree is our tradition. Okay. So it feels not Christmassy to do a real tree. Interesting. Um, we always did a fake tree. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, um, understand the rules of a real tree and the thought of Ooh. getting ones kind of stresses me out. Yeah. Like I walk by and I'm like, they're pretty, how quaint. Mm-hmm. Um, and buying a real tree is cheaper than buying a fake tree, although not in the long run. Cause I yeah. get it. You buy it every year. But it, it, the idea of like there's rules and you have to keep it watered and mm-hmm. then constantly and like I just feel can't like feed it after midnight can't feed it after midnight and you know how, what when do you buy it so that it's the optimal amount of mm-hmm. time where you have it as long as yeah. possible but it doesn't dry out all that stuff stresses me out and I'd rather just pre lit tree mm-hmm. how how do I uh, apply Lux flakes in order to get fake snow on it sure that I'm really into now when I walk by the stores and see the ones with the fake pine cones Ooh. that I like because it looks more real yeah it's real faking you out um, I, I will say that I absolutely 100% hate garland mm. just the touch of it yeah so decorating work this year like mm-hmm. I got so mad and like lost my temper weird. so it fast it does feel so unnatural because oh, it's like, like it's rough in a way that a real thing would be, but it's fake, so it's it's just really irritating. I don't, it's yeah, it's it's coarse and papery, but yeah. not. It's I hate it. Uh, I also hate Christmas lights. Mm. Like I don't. I love looking at them. Untangling them will be the death of me. Which is weird because when I was a kid, my mom would pay me to untangle her necklaces because oh. I have small hands. I'm really yeah. good at it. So ever since I was a little girl, I would sit there with my mom's jewelry, untangling necklaces. I'm very good at untangling mm-hmm. necklaces. But if you put, if you take one of those necklaces and you put Christmas lights in front of me, fuck you. I hate my life. I'm yeah. burning down the house. No. That reminds me, uh, I'm not a big fan of necklaces because my first memory, literally the first thing I remember in my whole life is pulling a necklace out of my throat. Oh my God. What the I don't remember getting it down there. I just have a very distinct memory of just being alone in a room because it's like the 80s. Who who cares? Um, And just being like, this was not supposed to go down there. You saved yourself. Yep. Yeah. Oh my God. That's my first memory. I I don't know. Old enough that that's that's my first memory. Like a toddler. I don't know. Three probably. Yeah. Yeah. So so necklaces and me don't get along. We that's have, we have awful. History. That's I. That's why I don't eat mozzarella sticks because oh. I choked on one in elementary school. Oh, my dad had to pull so it out good. of my throat. But that's if you think so about good. it, is the exact same shape yeah. of your esophagus. Yeah. That's, Especially as like a kid, like yeah, yeah. So uh, I remember just remember my dad pushing me back, reaching his hand into my mouth and pulling it out of my throat, and like mm. keep pulling it because it's stretchy cheese. <laughs> Have you ever tried like those mozzarella sticks that aren't shaped like mozzarella sticks, but are kind of triangles? Yeah, I'll, I've had the triangles. Great. I'll eat the triangles. Um, just not. Those are usually better anyway. Yes. Agreed. Well, they never tried to kill you. <laughs> yeah. Fuck those things. Uh, so Joyce in- wants to invite Faith to Christmas, Aww, but not awesome. Giles. He's fine. Really? No. Get it? Because they bang two they bang. times. <laughs> he doesn't want to hang out with a bunch of girls. <laughs> I love the justification. <laughs> yeah, just... uh. <laughs> Buffy finds a bunch of trees that died suddenly. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. That'll come up later. Yeah. Angel has another nightmare. 
This time about a spell or something with dudes whose eyes are carved out. Yeah, like a tic-tac-toe demon. He's got X's on his eyes. That's excellent. Tic-tac-toe demon. (laughs) He goes to Giles for help. Giles is less than thrilled, and this is such a good scene. I love it. He's just, he's so calm about it, but badass and so unforgiving. and terrifying. Then, and then Angel, uh, on top of having to deal with that whole thing, it then starts seeing the ghost of Jenny Calendar. Oh my God, this whole scene. So let's almost start from the beginning. I love the immediate, like, him mm-hmm. laughing because, like, Angel <laughs> says, I'm sorry to bother you. Like, that sounds oh, funny coming oh, from you. That's what you're sorry about. <laughs> <laughs> and I need your help. And the funny just keeps coming. Yeah. I I mean, Angel is obviously scared. Mm-hmm. I think scared of approaching Giles. Mm-hmm. Scared of what he's seeing. Yeah. And he's super ashamed of what, again, I feel the need to point this out. Yeah. And Jealous did. Yeah. But because Angel's a good guy, he still feels yeah. immense shame and guilt. So the way he plays this is just mm-hmm. so great. Because he still remembers doing it, even though he, yes. it wasn't him actively doing it. He still has all those memories. Yes. And he's sorry. I mean, I, when you add the added guilt of these nightmares, mm-hmm. he's just basically every part of him oozes, I apologize for being me. Yeah. I apologize for everything that I am. He just looks like this really sad puppy with his tail between his legs. I'm like, don't hit me. I think that was the original tagline of Angel. Angel, I'm sorry for being me. That's <laughs> basically it. Angel wants to know why he's back. Uh, Giles is not really inclined to make Angel feel better. That's when Angel sees Ms. Calendar. But Giles doesn't. So she's hanging right by him. He's looking right through her. And this is just, oh my God. It's so cruel. It's it's really hard. Yeah. So Angel dreams again that night of a fancy old-timey party. Mm-hmm. I, I call this one, because the first one, let's call that that flashback, a Christmas corpsel. Um, and then we could call this one downtown ab. Boo. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. It does look a lot like the Downton Abbey set. It though. looks a lot like the Downton Abbey set. I'm stuck on Abu. <laughs> it sounds like Aladdin. Abu, the most <laughs> terrifying Disney character. He's a monkey, but he kind of talks. <laughs> he says, oh shit, at some point. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> We're getting lots of uh, impressions from you today. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, I'm, I'm becoming a... Uh, a bad 80s comedian. Oh, and that's so funny because A Whole New World is also from Aladdin. <laughs> There's probably a lot of Aladdin connections in these two episodes. <laughs> it's the Illuminati. Yep. Angel assaults and kills a servant girl. He sees Buffy. Awkward. And they both wake up from the nightmare. So it's weird that it's his nightmare, mm-hmm. but she was in it and saw what he did. Yeah. I mean, when you have sex with somebody... You have all the nightmares that they've had sex with. You guys transferred souls. <laughs> uh, be careful having naughty dreams about other girls. because She's going to see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so later, Ms. Calendar visits him at the mansion. Buffy goes to Giles for help. Xander joins in. And I feel like this moment is the much needed death of the angel Xander feud. Yeah. Like this yeah. is the moment where he's like, I kind of want to help. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause he's got the Hanukkah spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Willow arrives just because it's the library and yeah. it's Willow. So, uh, research. <laughs> so they all research. Angel is being visited by more ghosts and he's losing it. Mm-hmm. That night, Buffy and Angel share a mutual naughty dream. 
In the dream, Angel turns and bites Buffy. Good transformation effect in the dream. Really good. Yeah, Yeah, like seamless. Jenny encourages him to, quote unquote, take Buffy to be free of his guilt. So what's the implication there? I mean, I think it's very clear that his he can make this all go away if he has sex with Buffy. But she's not going to be into that. Yeah, no, that is rape. So, yeah, she's basically trying to guilt him into rape. Yeah. That's real messed up and feels like a pretty shitty plan. I mean, it's coming from a source of pure evil. I feel like it's gonna be super fucked up. <laughs> super fucked up. Um, well, I guess that's not that's that that's not like my big problem with it. It just feels like that's an odd bet to make. That like I'm gonna freak you out so much with guilt that you're gonna then rape somebody. I mean, I feel like it's not so much freak him out so much as it's literally drive him insane. And mm-hmm. he's, I mean, she's kind of succeeding here. It gets very close to success. Yeah, I think she's just literally trying to drive him insane and plant the seed of this will make everything go away. Mm-hmm. And again, with the just nobody really seems to get the fact that sex didn't make him lose his soul. Yeah, the the first only like kind of half watch those episodes. Yeah. Oh, one other thing in this scene because um, you know she's driving him crazy with all the different visions of people he killed. One of them is a guy in like really modern looking dress. So w- was that mm. when he like just returned into Angelus? Yeah, I would think so. That just seemed really weird to me because it was like, we didn't hear about that. And that seems like something that... I assume that when El- Angelus was evil, he killed way more. Because yeah, yeah, there were times when he came back from hunting with Drew. Yeah. We never saw the person. Well, it just seemed like it really... Because he talked about like arranging people and stuff. And it seemed like... I don't know. It seemed weird to me that it felt like it was referencing something but it was something we never saw that it feels like if that had happened it would have been big enough to be a big deal it seemed i've always just took it as it's one of the many fucked up things angelus mm-hmm. did yeah again like in season two yeah, yeah giles finds information about the first original evil and buffy res- recognizes the sketching of the harbingers he said tic-tac-toe demons yeah. harbingers or bringers yeah. buffy goes to visit willie he says that a lot of the below ground dwelling demons are skipping town. Mm-hmm. He thinks that the bringers are driving them out. Yeah. So that's that's a nice, like, scary thing. Kind of pumps up the credibility of these guys a little bit. Um, before we get too far past it, I did love in the decorations in the library that there's a little sto- stocking that says Mr. Giles. Oh. Although I wonder who made it because it feels like it Santa. was one of the scoop. Oh, okay. Question answered. Well, probably an answer. Mrs. Claus made it and Santa's going to fill it. Yeah. Am I right? Don't know why I had to make that dirty. <laughs> it took me a second. I was like, nobody said anything. Oh, wait, I did. Okay, wait, wait. <laughs> Meanwhile, Willow invites Oz over for seduction time. Oh, yeah. Got red, red dress, mm-hmm. very white. There's soda in the champagne bucket. Oh, <laughs> it's adorable. So Although I did get the sudden urge in this episode to um, leave the snakes alone. Listeners, you probably got that. Some of you. If you did, please write it. I'm not going to explain it. (laughs) I'm going to leave those snakes alone. Hey, teacher. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we just reversed roles. Now you're just singing randomly. 
It's all part of my spell. I made a wish. Speaking of driving someone crazy, I feel like I've lost it now. <laughs> so Willow is ready to do that thing. You know, that, that thing. You, that thing. Uh, but Oz isn't. She doesn't have to prove anything to him. Yeah. I like how they have the little up and down bits. It's a really sweet scene. I also love that this entire scene, they're wearing one red outfit and one green outfit. Like Christmas. Yay. Is this our only Christmas episode? I really can't think of one. I think it is. The only other thing is there's uh, in season five, we get a flashback to a Christmas dinner that we never attended. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's only straight up Christmas episode. There's probably like one or two that reference Christmas being around, but this isn't only like straight up. No, this is taking place right at Christmas. Right. Which is, I feel like that's weird Mm -hmm. for a TV show for Buffy to do that because in like every TV show nowadays, there's always the Christmas episode. And it feels like there, there, there's probably something else they could have done with Christmas, like vampires doing something related to Christmas in some way. Yeah. Maybe like using it as an excuse to get invited into houses as Santa Claus. Whoa. Oh my God, that'd be great. Yeah. That'd be awesome. So at the summer's home, Angel's on top. Buh, buh. Okay, Joyce... Be careful. You know your daughter dated somebody named Angel who was a vampire she had to kill. Be careful flashing the the word Angel around. Right. Like, that's on you, Joyce. That's on you. Faith arrives. Semi admits that her excuse for not being at the dinner was flimsy at Mm -hmm. best. Buffy runs upstairs to grab Faith's gift, but Angel's there. He's acting super crazy, and he's yeah. doing a super bad job of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It just like it—it's—he's acting like he's about to ask her to the prom. It's just—I just, yeah. I mean, again, he did such a good job just a few scenes ago. What happened? This I, is rough. I, I feel like it's a hard thing to play. That I'm so—I cr- was driven so crazy in about two days. That I'm going to rape the love of my life. That's a hard thing to play. And I don't feel like they did enough to like. Yeah. To justify it. Maybe like he needed more time or they need to figure out a different way to film it. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, it it it, uh, it doesn't work that well. Miss Calendar encourages Angel to go for it. <laughs> he jumps out of the window. I mean, I will say that like as much as like Miss Calendar is really trying to get him to mm-hmm. take Buffy. He's there saying, like, you need to stay away from me. Granted, he went to her bedroom to say, stay away from me. Yeah. And then it's like really looking at that necklace. Yeah. Just really into that neckline. (laughs) Buffy leaves Faith to watch Joyce. Uh, Angel tells Jenny that he'll never hurt Buffy. He was born to hurt her. Then I'll die. You don't have the strength. I don't need strength. I just need the sunrise. Ooh. I feel like, I mean, that's kind of cool. The idea that, like, I don't need to be able to stake myself or behead behead myself or whatever. I just have to, yeah, yeah, do that. Uh, So Giles finds the thing for the other harbingers of death. Nothing shall grow above them or below. Hey, that's the Christmas tree lot. Uh, What if it turned out that the Christmas tree lot just had some bad trees and she just wrecked the Christmas tree lot? It was like... Well, damn it. I just (laughs) axed the stone in the ground. I just luckily happened to... But they this, just happened to put plants on top of that empty lot. Yeah. Yeah. If they hadn't done that, then I guess the angel would have just died. Um, but I I do also like in this scene, you just get a line that you could never get outside of a sci-fi or fantasy show. You may have to kill him again. 
<laughs> like you're, you're never gonna get that in Law and Order. No. <laughs> like you may have to kill him again. Well, what? <laughs> uh, Buffy checks out the tunnels beneath the dead trees. She finds the bringers and Ms. Calendar's ghost, who say scary things. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. Yeah, and then turns into a weird CGI ghost that is much less scary. I'm scary. And we've already established it doesn't have a physical presence to touch you. Yeah. So it's just like, ah, I'm large Marge. Like, come on. So let's let's take a moment and talk about the first. Mm-hmm. So the first evil. That never comes back, right? Never. Uh often abbreviated to just the first. Mm-hmm. Uh can appear or as thirsty. Thirsty to his friends <laughs> can appear as any dead person. So this includes any undead person, any mm-hmm. vampires as well. Gets to pick and choose yeah. who it appears to. It can be in the room with you mm-hmm. and only appear to one person and cannot touch you. Yeah. So the only thing the first can do is influence you mm-hmm. to act in a certain ways. It does use the bringers to yeah. um, bring things. Yeah, exactly. Because they can touch stuff. Yeah. Never really, I think, get explained exactly how they work because yeah. they can't see. Where they came from. Are they just guys who are like, you know what? I'm really into this. I'm going to shave my head. I'm going to carve some X's on my face. Yeah. And uh, yeah, buy a robe. So how do you feel about the first? I like aspects of the idea. I feel like in this and then later when it comes back, it's not executed great. But in concept, I think it is really cool that it's a, a villain that you can't just punch Hmm. to death mm-hmm. it's just gonna kind of be there and influence and it'll have like minions you can punch but it's always gonna just kind of be there and there's something kind of scary about that and the psychological aspect of being able to change into anything although and there's a lot of spoilers that are going to come here so if you've not watched the last couple seasons like skip forward i don't know a minute in the podcast because these are real heavy spoilers i'm about to lay down but in the last season i feel it's so ridiculous that they never address the fact that the first never appears as Buffy's mom. I know they couldn't because Buffy's mom, Christine Sutherland, was not available. But then I feel like you have to work an episode around like not showing it, but Buffy sees the first as her mom. And then maybe that motivates her. Like, if you ever do that again, I'm just going to be more motivated to destroy you. And then that's why it doesn't happen. Because it's just such a thing that you would absolutely have that it doesn't have for a very real world reason that just kind of makes it lose all credibility. I, I do think, I mean, it, if you're going to have um, a character that can a- mm-hmm. appear as any dead person, the two major deaths, three yeah. major deaths in the entire series, mm-hmm. children, put on your earmuffs if you haven't watched the whole yep. thing, Angel, Joyce, and Tara. Yeah. And it showed up as Angel. No, it didn't. Maybe at, in like part of like a montage of it showed up as multiple people, but I don't sure. remember. Yeah. If you can't do that, then you can't have that character yeah. because I'm just spending most of the time being like, yeah, it would if, especially if it's whole thing is to like mentally manipulate you, yeah. it would, it just would. Yeah, it just would. Yeah. It doesn't make it, it that. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. And if, even if you thought like, this is the idea we really, really want. And then you find that out, like, I don't know. Make it a villain for like one episode and find a new villain. Because it just, yeah, it's it's lame to to not use the things that there is no reason outside of real world production issues to not do it. 
So I, I'm not a fan of the first, yeah. especially in this episode, mm-hmm. mostly because I feel like the concept is so huge yeah. that one, my brain has a hard time contemplating that, yeah. that you can't have it in a one-off episode. Yeah, it's That's weird. ridiculous. And if you, if you always intended to bring it back, first of all, I don't believe they did. No, no. It needed to be more of a dun 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 which they've done with ethan rain like three times yeah then just this thing that shows up because it's in a one-off episode and this episode it looks weak it looks dumb the idea that the all-powerful original evil and it just kind of you smash a couple bones and snow happens and it's like oh well i guess i'm done it only shows up to one person it didn't even cause the snow yeah it killed some Christmas trees. <laughs> yeah. It's its biggest accomplishment in the entire episode is killing trees. Right. <laughs> I mean, the idea, again, the the idea of it, of seeing Ms. Mm-hmm. Calendar hanging around Ms., uh, Mr. Giles yeah. is super intense and strong, but they wasted it, I think, in this episode. Yeah. And then when you start talking about season seven, I like the idea of that, that you mm-hmm. have these six seasons of these physical things that you punch to death, mm-hmm. and then you have this, it takes more than that. But... I think they do a bad job of it yeah. in season seven. It becomes cheesy and weak and kind of like this annoying thing that yeah. they just kind of don't deal with. Yeah. And it's like they only deal with the problems of the things the first is doing, but never really address the first itself. It's like exactly. It feels like the first is a bureaucrat who's signing the checks, but they're like, oh, that guy, he's a jerk. Let's deal with the actual problem. Even in the like the series finale, they never re- they yeah. just kind of treat the actions that the first causes, not yeah. the first itself. And I get it; you're never going to end evil yeah. altogether. But then make that a thing. Make that the point of a whole episode or two. Yeah, where it's like we know we can never completely stop the first because it is an eternal being that can never be destroyed. How do we deal with that? Right. How do we deal with that fact? Like, we know we can maybe stop its plans. And goddamn, does that say so much about the show in general? Yeah. That you have this Slayer whose job it is to stop evil and her job will never be done. Yeah. What a great thing to address oh. for this show to end. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm boo on the first. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, the, and I think the most annoying thing is that it is a really interesting concept that's never really fully brought. Yeah home yeah so it is kind of a bummer i feel like another cool thing that they could have done at the end instead of having really lame cgi first Mm -hmm. ghost whatever thing it turns into is just have it be like very casual like oh i guess i lost this one see you later like that would be so much more intimidating because it's like oh this didn't mean anything to that thing Mm -hmm. this was just like a thing it was kind of doing as one uh of many things it's into like, that's much more scary than, I'm a scary skeegee eye ghost. Can we never really get an explanation for the first motivations in here mm-hmm. or any of it, any of it? Because, like, I don't even think they bring it up in this episode. I don't think it's brought up in Angel that, like, the powers that be, this generic concept mm-hmm. for a god or yeah. gods or whatever, mm-hmm. wanted him back. So that's why he's back. Well, that's a super big cop out. Yeah. And then the first wanted him dead because I because he was gonna do good. Or did it want? I guess. Did it think that Angel was gonna go through with like somehow raping Buffy and that making him angelic again? The, and there, yeah, and therefore he would be well, yeah, because the, the original plan was 
kill Buffy, become or rate Buffy become Angelus again and then do a bunch of evil shit, yeah. which I get yeah. the first once would prefer Angelus because Angelus was cool. And then An- Angel says, I'll just kill myself instead. And the first ghost, well, that'll work. Why? No. And see, it would have been cooler too if the first knew all along that's what was going to happen. And it just pretended to have this thing and put the idea in Angel's head, but then made it clear to, you know, Buffy or whoever, or even like somehow else made it clear like, oh no, I knew that he was going to kill himself. I needed him dead. This was all part of my game. I am in control here. Right. And then have it be like, then the the magical Christmas snow can be more impactful because like, oh, this was like, it took an act of God basically to prevent the first plan because the first was so smart that it knew exactly what was going to happen and it had to take something even more powerful to stop it. Oh, it's just so many wasted opportunities. And I'm so, again, too big for a one off. Yeah. Like, no, like how do you go about your day tomorrow? Yeah. No, no, when like, I, I met the first original evil yeah, yesterday, that's an unkillable spirit that can just do whatever the fuck it wants. Let basically. me worry about this mass, this mayor that wants to become a big snake. Like I, yeah. eh. Uh, so Buffy finds Angel waiting for sunrise, told me to lose my soul in you and become a monster again. That's a gross way of saying Boo. it. <laughs> Boo. This is also, I love you, David Boreanaz. This is a bad monologue. Yeah. Because I wanted to so badly. Boo. <laughs> I hate just, it. It's so weird. Like this whole episode makes him seem more and more like a teenage boy. He's just like, he's like oh, can you come to prom with me? Oh, I just want you so bad. Like, yeah, oh, the way he says that is uh, awful. Uh, it's just it's so weird. It's so weird. <sighs> so she doesn't want him to kill himself. They fight. Mm-hmm. I do. I seem SMG. On the other hand, no, just she so well here. This, She's a very yeah. good crier. Uh, I try not to love you. I killed you and it didn't help. Yeah, that's a really great. And yeah, she has some really great lines too. Like that line is fantastic. Yeah, I know you she, everything you did because you did it to me. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. Um, when she talks about well, everybody's weak. That's great. Like there's so many great moments for her. Not a lot of great moments for him. Yeah. She's just kind of making him look bad. Yeah. Uh, so she tells him strong is fighting is hard and it's painful and it's every day, but it's what we have to do. We can do it together, dot, dot, dot. And then they start to notice that it is snowing. What? It's a Christmas miracle. I like that she's interrupted and she just trails off and we never get the end of that monologue. (laughs) I like, I mean, they did sow a lot of seeds of California Christmas, really hot, really hot. And like, I guess because I'm watching it sitting in Chicago, I'm like, yep, that's what Christmas in California is always like. Super yeah. fucking hot. Yeah. <laughs> you have palm trees and no snow. <laughs> <laughs> so they sowed those seeds. And then when you start to see snow, that's when you're like, wait, uh, a, wait, tick. wait a sec. That's not right. <laughs> I think it would be better if everyone was in short sleeves. Yeah. She's already wearing a winter coat. <laughs> yeah. yeah it would be a lot more magical if everyone wasn't prepared for snow that had yeah, never happened before. Exactly. But we get a montage of Sunnydale characters oh. realizing it's snowing. Xander's sleeping outside and he's getting all <laughs> dusted on. And it looks like there's snow falling on his pizza bagels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. So, this, I mean, obviously the point here is that um, the, the the sun is blocked by really thick snow clouds. Mm. So um, you can't kill Angel 
Uh, I guess that, I mean, mo- that means any vamp could come out at this point and kill everyone. And we're just kind of glossing over that. What, what if like there was a part two of this episode that's just vampires killing every fucking one. Just everybody. <laughs> and you're just like, you know, maybe this wasn't, wasn't like God or the powers that be. Maybe this is that first guy again. It's a good thing it's Christmas because most people are going to be locked inside yeah, anyway. Exactly. So then, then everybody's safe. Although it is kind of the weird inconsistencies of like, what counts as daytime that you can't be out in like because there's still they, there's some, so much their definition of indirect through. sunlight is yeah. like very generous yeah it's and a very inconsistent where it's like i guess some glass counts some glass doesn't yeah if there's not too much of it if it's reflected it doesn't count but then i don't know but i i do like how even though the scene as a scene doesn't work all that well at least on a- angel's part this does set up a lot of stuff for the character of Angel later on, where he kind of really gets his purpose of like, no, I need to make amends. I need to mm. do good in order to make up for the bad I've I've done. But wasn't he already doing that? I guess, but he kind of lost his way. That's true. That's like it, it puts him back on that path. Yeah. Uh, so we get that iconic shot of Angel and Buffy holding hands. They walk down a snowy main street. Oh. And at the end of the credits... You get Santa mutant enemy that says ho ho ho. Ho ho ho. Is this the first? No, this is the second different mutant enemy. We had at the end of Becoming, we had, oh, I'm sad. Oh, yeah, yeah. And now yeah. we have um, Santa. Yeah. Santa mutant, just put a mutant enemy for me. No, the, the musical episodes in season six. I'm just like, getting ready. You're just you know, warming up. I, in the spirit of introducing the first in season three for season seven, I'm getting ready for season six. It's very good three. to warm up your voice. It's mm-hmm. better for for the muscles. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. just warming it up about, about two years early. <laughs> so what's the lesson in amends? Merry Christmas. <laughs> Basically, uh, it's interesting. I feel like when you take this out of the context of this season, it almost becomes a PSA against suicide. Oh, yeah. A little bit, which is yeah. weird. Like, kind of not. Like, it's not very PSA-like. Yeah. But it's kind of just like, do good. Strong is fighting. Mm-hmm. You can't kill yourself. Yeah. Like, well, okay. But then, like, I don't know. You can't take, do the world any good by taking yourself out of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's able to stay and fight for good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. You you can't judge yourself by the worst things you've ever done, maybe. I don't know. I'm kind of mm. reaching here. <laughs> I mean, I think Buffy's monologue of just, you know, strong is fighting. It's hard and it's painful, but it's what we do. Yeah. That's that's probably the best way to sum it up. Anything else you'd like to say about amends? It's, it's a little weak. Maybe. I think maybe the fact that this episode didn't turn out great might be part of why they stride away from christmas episodes i will say i mean so as much as i'm not i don't fall for this episode like crying the way Mm -hmm. that a lot of people do which is weird because i cry at everything i did watch this this year two days before christmas and i'd been feeling very grinchy it was 60 degrees in chicago (laughs) it's like where's the snow um you know stuff life is stressful as an adult Mm -hmm. so i wasn't really feeling in the christmas mood i put this on two days before christmas and it did get me in the holiday spirit okay i was feeling very i'm a little jolly after this (laughs) then i put on muppet family christmas and then muppet christmas carol and i was set well i actually feel like one of the things that works in the episode is the christmas theming it doesn't feel Mm -hmm. too Mm heavy-handed and it feels natural to the universe where it's not like 
uh, hey, let's all wear wacky Christmas outfits. Right. Like a lot of shows kind of get into that that rut with um, any kind of holiday themed thing. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of elements that just kind of don't don't add up or aren't fully executed. Don't stick the landing. Mm-hmm. It's just a a little a little bit of a missed opportunity episode. I actually would have been fine with if Angel had decided that like if Angel was just having nightmares because that's part of the Gypsy Curse, mm-hmm. um, and he just feels bad because yeah. that's what he's supposed to do. This yeah. is his job. And then he decided, I need to know why I'm back. I need to know mm-hmm. what I'm good for. And the first wasn't in it. Yeah. I would like this episode so much better. Yeah. Really, the first is what ruins it for me. Yeah. I, I feel like there is an episode, the version of this episode with the first that I don't, that I think is still pretty good. Um, although I think a lot of that would also mean that the first would have to be a recurring villain and not just like, hey, I'll see you in five seasons. But yeah, I think it would be a lot easier to make this episode good without the first because it's mm-hmm. just such a weird complication and such a such an odd thing to do in a one-off. Yeah. Like, if it was just like a, a demon that had the same powers, but that wasn't called the very first evil and the source of all that is bad in the world, like, mm-hmm. what the hell? Even if it was legitimately like, this is a ghost from one of your victims. If yeah. it was just the ghost of Ms. Calendar. Exactly. Done. Yeah. Holy fuck, yeah. yeah. Or or yeah, or any sort of like being that could take on the form of the dead. Like I, I don't know, but yeah. But yeah, and then the ghost would work fine. Or there's some kind of spell that some, you know, demon or maybe the mayor did to like um make him see the ghosts of past past victims, but it wasn't, you know, again, the source of all evil. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Now it's time to celebrate Buffy's badassery with this week's Slay of the Week. So I've got uh, in The Wish, Mm -hmm. Xander staking Angel. Okay. Just because I like that it starts the trend of when Angel dies, he says Buffy. Buffy! In that one very special way. Like it's almost like they cut the audio yeah. from becoming and put it in there um, before he dies because that will continue on yeah. later. It's like the Wilhelm scream. Um, well, my Slay of the Week is also uh, from uh, The Wish because, wait, does anybody even die in amends? I guess some of the bringers? I don't know. Well, I mean, we see flashback deaths, but that that's yeah. hardly anything. Um, my favorite, because I think just uh, dramatic story st- structure-wise, it's really cool. And it's filmed pretty nice as well, is Cordy's death. That's pretty, yeah. Because that's just such like a, oh, what the hell? Yeah, it's crazy to see. And I I, I like the, I, the, it is shot in a neat way of one mm-hmm. vamp former Scooby on each side of yeah. her. But not blocking her body so yeah. we're seeing everything mm-hmm. and then you also get like the the uh further illustration of the characters where evil Zan- xander is kind of like That's touching so evil creepy. willow's hair yeah, as, as if they're, they're making yeah, out through cordy's dying neck yeah that i always catch that like that's yeah. such i wonder like i always wonder that's the type of thing like was that in the, the direction or, or, or was that just or, or is the, like Nicholas Brennan like I'm just going with it mm. yeah if that like Nicholas Den- yeah. Brennan was just really feeling the moment that's awesome mm-hmm. I'm, you know, Giles having a watch that is a really good job oh he is a watcher <laughs> oh no burn uh, so with the sleigh of the week out of the way maybe uh, ready for a quick uh, trip 
across the globe. Are you ready to go international? Buffy Tapaja, Vampirit. Ernie Dragon, Das Rhine Fleisch Canoe. Future Rifle International. For this one, I don't have too many, but I think. Actually, this time, the French bring it home in both cases. Hmm. Uh, so for the wish, the German title, What If Ellipses. Sure. Yeah. Sure. That's a reasonable title. Uh, for the French, Best Wishes from Cordelia. Who is this? That's the French. That's the French. Yeah. Best Wishes from Cordelia. Um. A little wonky, because it's <laughs> like, I guess it kind of is a pun, but. That's not really what we mean by best wishes, but I guess that one takes a lot of justification. Um, so then for amends, we've got a, a German and a French again. For German, it's just hauntings. Again, one of the very literal German titles. Me. But I think the best one is the French title, which I feel like they had a different idea of what happened at the end. Christmas Sun. That doesn't exist. Christmas sun. Um, you know, the whole point was that there was no sun on Christmas. Is that like a, a sarcastic title? Like, yeah, Christmas sun. You're going to see that in this episode. You got some weak ass sun, Christmas. <laughs> I love our spot on French accents. <laughs> yeah, I'm from. I'm from uh, the south of France. I make a lot of wine. May we. <laughs> no, that's all, all, almost actually French. I was mean trying to be like thug may we may we <laughs> there you go you got it oh boy thank you for tuning in to the Sunnydale Stacks please like us on Facebook don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunnydale Stacks to ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about Buffy the Vampire Slayer Subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher and join us next time when we dust off gingerbread and helpless when we get lost in the Sunnydale Stack. It's a tree. It's a free. Uh, that is Admiral Akbar at an orchard. Uh. <laughs>